0: All right, good morning, everybody. The topic of today, Torah Lay B'Shamayim, I want to address a certain element of it, of how how it's true, and what it means practically when when it comes to uh, learning Torah for us. So we know we say every morning, the Davenin, the rabbi just said, we say, Hashem gave us a true Torah, meaning all aspects, all ideas, all elements of Torah, are true, are the truth. Now this is e- easy to understand when you have transmission directly from Yeshua Abenu. Halachah l'Maishim. You see now when you have things which are which are um, non-negotiables, not argued, whatsoever, and they're facts. So you say, okay, this is true. Hashem gave us certain mitzvah, a certain truth, and this is uncontestedly. This is the this is the truth. Now what does this mean? However, when we speak about all the arguments that come up in Torah. The whole Talmud, the whole Gemara is full of arguments, full of uh, different types of interpretation. Even when we're speaking about you know the Yudgimidash, and know, the thirteen uh, rules of how to interpret the Psukim, even within that there's gonna be conflicting uh, opinions on which which rules to use when and how and, and, and in each in each Pasuk, some, sometimes Tanaim will argue, that someone will use this rule, some will use that rule, and going to be, there's are gonna be machalik, there's gonna be an argument. Now, how can you say that the halacha will be like one opinion and nevertheless the other opinion is true? To the degree where, like the rabbi was saying, when we open the Torah, you open the tereshiv, you make a bracha. You're allowed to make a bracha even though you don't understand. However, when you learn Torah, even when you're learning, you have to understand every part of Torah. You have to understand it. It has to be rationally understood. Even when you're learning the conflicting opinion to, to the halacha, to the true halacha, which is which is actually brought is actually accepted as as the law, as the right thing to do. Even when you learn a is b'shamai besilla and you don't even learn the halacha of bishilal. you don't even learn what the halacha is. You're just learning the opinion of b'shamai. That in itself uh, um, warrants you to make a bracha, saying Hashem's name. You can you can actually make a bracha and, and be doing the mitzvah of learning Torah, learning the truth of Torah by learning an opinion which isn't accepted to halacha. So what does it mean that the Torah is true, and then we say? that there's going to be arguments, or you're, or you're right, or you're wrong. And not only is it arguments with each side with, with merit, cousin terror everything has to be brought down to halakha. Halakha validates the truth of the arguments. And if we say, in addition to being, to being argumentative of what the interpretation is, if that extends to being an actual halacha, that means the other side is wrong. They got the wrong interpretation. So what does it mean that we're learning a true Torah when half of, the, half of the information, half of the ideas that we're learning are all not according to halacha. They're all arguments. The whole Gemara, the whole Talmud is full of arguments. It's all discussions. And all those discussions are part of a true Torah. How can it be true and not a halacha at the same time? So this idea is really emphasized the Gemara Baba Etziah, which is the first, uh, the first um, source on the source sheet. Uh, I'm just going to go through the story outside. You can read the whole with all the details inside. The idea, in short was that there was a machlikes between Rabbi Eleazar and the Chachamim about the case of, pure, of, of 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 purity of a certain type of utensil. And Rabbi Eleazar said that it was Tahar and the Chachamim, the rabbis argued with him, they said it was Tamit. Now Rabbi Lezar pulled out a whole bunch of miracles, trying to convince, trying to sway the Chachamim to agree to his opinion. In the end, he brought a baskel, he, 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 he got a heavenly voice to call out, why are you arguing with Rabbi Eliezer? Halacha is like Rabbi Eliezer all over. Why would you argue with Rabbi Eliezer? Nevertheless, the rabbis did not accept this baska. This is one of the, the, the big controversial stories in the Gemara, very defining story. They said, Terah is not in the heavens. Hashem gave us the Terah, gave us the rules of how to make Torah applicable, how to make it relevant in Halacha. We know these rules. We disagree in our understanding of the interpretation of the halacha. We disagree with Rabbi Yehazar, and therefore the halacha will be that, like us, despite the fact that a heavenly voice, Hashem Himself, came out and said halacha should be like Rabbi Yazer, Rabbi Yehazar got it right. Which this really highlights the question: if if the chachamim, if the sages are arguing over an interpretation of the verse back and forth, each one's trying to use his method or his rationale to figure out what the true in, the true intention of the pasuk was. So you could say, they'll argue as long as they don't have the background information. As long as there's an irrational uh, basis for, for dispute. But as soon as Hashem shows up and says, this is what I meant, how could they argue with that? And how could the argument be true? And we say, when we, if you open a Gemara and you learn Rabbi Eleazar's opinion, you're learning a true Torah, even though the halacha is not like him. Now, the next source... The next source that 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 I brought here is another Gemara from the Sechta Erevin, where it says about the Machlekes and Bishamay which is they, notoriously known for the Machlekes throughout Shas Hillel and Shammai had arguments and Bishamay the schools of Hillel and Shammai argued over what the halacha will be. The Those are the first arguments for the first that the Rambam says until the times of Hillel and Shammai there was a generally a, a a usual consensus of what the halacha was what the what the accepted interpretation of the of, of the of the verses of the sukim were, Terashabapa. And and from Bisham Basilah was really the first when they when when, when G- the Jewish community kind of turned into two camps of interpretation, of learning the Halakha. The general rule is that the Halakha was always like bishila. Now there was one specific argument, which is what the Gemara is speaking about a And it says that bisham and Basilla were arguing over this specific point for three years. And they were never able to come to a to, to, to come to a resolution to see how this applies practically in halacha. And it's then a basko, a heavenly voice came out and said, "Elu ve elu diber These words, the words of thee, the words of Bishamai, the words of Bishillul, are both words of God, words of divine. They're both true. They're both right. They both got it right. And the halacha is like Bishillul. So the Gemara asks if. They're both right. What determines that halacha should be like Bishilo? If they're both right, so it says because Bishillo was humble and they got embarrassed. Why? Because, as the Rashi explains in the Gemara, they would always quote the opinion of Bishamai. Even even it says even though any Mishnah you learn, if the, if you don't learn the Bishillo, it's not a Mishnah because the, the halacha is always like Bishilo, It's not considered an accurate. Mishnah, if you don't bring Basil's opinion. Basil, nevertheless, always learned, when they learned the Halakhas, when they learned the Mishnayos, they used to always bring their opposing opinion, their opposing the opposite opinion, which is the opinion of Bishamay. And because of their humility, the halacha was like them. But really, we, 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 this is really, this is what the Gemara says is a fact, but it really, it, it, it requires a, lo, a little bit of a explanation. How is this possible, this idea, that they, both ideas could be true? And we're, speaking about, we're not speaking about uh, abstract arguments have no practical implications. We're speaking about halacha, and it has to be applied practically, and therefore the halacha will be like Bessila. And at the same time, they're both words of God. They're both true. How can two things which are opposite be true at the same time? I, I, I thought you were going to ask, how could you follow a Huh? You follow Bessila, because a baskel, oh, you just said a baskel, A doesn't mean, doesn't mean anything. <laughs> right, that, that's a whole it does, difference. Does not depend where you're at? All of my is Hillel, and all of my bai is, uh... Right. Yeah, so really this, this idea of listening to Abbaskel, Titus addresses it right away, it's, it wasn't the same thing. Over here, The Abbaskel wasn't saying um, which reason was true or not. It was just saying that they're both right. In the, in the case of Rebelezer, it says, let go of your opinion and listen to me. A Abbaskel, to do that, would be to go against the rules of... Uh, um, to be going against the rules of how Torah, Torah is meant to be interpreted. Over here, say okay. no. They're both right. They both have merits. And the halakha should be like basilla. What? Halakha like Beshila. All right. The no, he's saying they're both right. In the case, he's not saying one of you is wrong. He's saying halacha like they're, they both had merit. There was, no, there was no, based on the rules of Torah, there was no, there was no, um, no but how pass reconciliation. Hmm? The basila, paskin oh, Pask and the halacha? Yeah. Yeah. the addresses. There's a few answers in the Rishonim why why it's not it's not a it's not, a, uh, it's not an issue of the Basque. Year, next huh? maybe, maybe next year addresses. I mean, but it, it in itself is a question itself. But it doesn't it doesn't um all the, the consensus of all the Rishonim is that it doesn't um, it's not a problem to go with the idea that we don't listen to Basque. at the same time over here we're saying to follow the opinion of Basil because over here it wasn't we weren't uh, disproving a rational idea, or a rational understanding, a rational interpretation. We're just saying. What's the particular you're talking about? In the case of, of, of Erevin. Oh, no. Okay, so really we have to understand what it means, elu Eilu, Diyvelu, Kamchaim, and kind of um, get a new understanding for what it means in general when we say that the Chachamim are arguing over a certain interpretation at the same time, both of their opinions being true and that nevertheless, will always uh follow one of them there's a there's a famous joke where the couple has having is having you know problems with their relationship so what do they do they go to the rabbi the rabbi calls in the wife and says you know what's your side of the story and he says and she starts going on a whole list a whole rant and he doesn't come home and he doesn't listen to me and he doesn't all all the things that uh that could go wrong so he listens he nods his head he says you're right you're right you're right he's wrong you're right Okay, she's okay, fine. She's all happy, she leaves the room. Okay, call on the husband. Calls on the husband, what's wrong? My wife, she doesn't know, she doesn't take care of me, she doesn't care. A whole list. She says, you're right, it's valid, you're right, you're right. Now the students are sitting in the background. The husband walks out, they say, Rabbi, how could he be right and she be right at the same time? So he looks at them, he thinks, he says, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Okay, so when we speak about Diva Eloh we speak about words of Hashem being divine. So there's an idea like this. If we go to page page uh, page three, Rashi explains the basic understanding of Eloh is that is that these words can be true in certain scenarios, these words can be true in certain scenarios, both arguments have merit. Sometimes the truth is like this, sometimes the truth is like this, right? There's a truth, there could be a truth to be, to be kind, there could be a truth to be unkind, and they're both true depending on the scenario, depending on the situation. Now, I want to explore another idea of two elements being true at the same time, not that each one has its own truth in certain scenarios, but rather, as an abstract idea, it can include two truths at the same time. And I'll bring you an example from the Chumash. If you look at number 4 and 5, the first pasuk is going to be a pasuk from Bereshav. This pasuk is in the end of Parshav's Bereshav, right preceding the Mabul, the flood, the time of Noyach. What does Hashem say? It says, The great evil of man, and nothing about the man's character is good as all evil. A person is naturally born evil, selfish. And he sees how people are behaving in the world. And he says, forget this whole thing. Forget this whole, I decided to create a world where people will live kindly. Society will be moral. Look what's happening. We're going to scratch the whole plan. We're bring a big flood, wipe everything out and start from a scratch. Start over. So what's the reason? Because, kol kol the, 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 the inclination of, of, of man, of humankind is evil. There's nothing to do it can't change it because we're evil there's no way to do it you have to clean up you have to clean up house you have to you have to destroy the whole world wipe it out and start over there's no way to fix it now fast forward after the marble noah came out of the teva he brings carbon carbonists to hashem he brings sacrifices and hashem says hashem lists, it says he he smelled by hashem smelled the, 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 the smell of the, 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 the odor, the, the, the pleasing odor of the carbonis. And he says, I will never curse the, the, the land again, never curse earth again. Why? For the actions of mankind. Why? Because man is evil inclination is, is from, from his birth, from his, from, his, from, his, from his part of his nature. So I can't, I can't hold him accountable. So I won't bring such a, such a flood again. <laughs> So for the same exact reason that Hashem decides that there is reason to wipe out the world and start over, for that same reason, literally the same exact words that he brings in the Pasuk are the same exact reason which motivates motivates Hashem to say, never to bring the Mabul ever again. I will never hold man accountable to such a degree because he's evil. There's nothing he can do, it's out of his control. Man is going to sin. Says, there's, no, ain't there's no righteous man in this world which will do good and not sin. Everyone has flaw. Everyone is, has some level of evil, some level of, of sin. And Hashem can't hold them accountable. So we see here an example where there is one idea, an abstract idea almost, where, which, which, which um, automatically as a result has two different results. The idea could be swayed both ways. And it's not a matter of scenario. It's not a matter of where it applies. It was before the Mabel, after the Mabel. It's not, oh, after the Mabel, they're new people. But it's the same human that Hashem created. It's the same, it's the same continuation from other Marisha. And Eich was also descended from other Marisha. It's the same human, humankind that Hashem created. Now He's saying, before the Mabel, He says, there's no fix. After the Mabel, and therefore, there's no fix. And therefore, we have to destroy them. We have to wipe them out. And after the Mabel says, no, there's no fix. So therefore, I can't punish them. So it's one reason with two outcomes. A more, a more tangible idea of this, we know that the man, when the Yiddin were in the desert for 40 years, what did they eat? So they, they ate the man. And the man didn't have any inherent flavor. Whatever the, whatever the Yiddin ate and wanted a taste in the man, they found that taste. Now, on the one hand, there was a, almost an oxymoron about this man. On the one hand, it's bread. It's called lechem and hashomayim. It's called the bread from the heaven. And at the same time, when you ate it and your, your, your physical palate was able to taste whatever you wanted it. Now, the reason why you were able to have your own unique taste was because you were eating it and you were, you, were, you were digesting it in a physical way. And whatever taste you wanted was existing within this piece of bread, within this piece of money. The reason why it could have had the taste is because it's a heavenly bread. It's a miraculous bread. And therefore, it can handle so many tastes. Now, it doesn't mean that the piece of bread had a potential of many tastes. And therefore, when you eat the bread, you can tap into one taste. You have options which flavor it will be. It's No, because it was a miraculous bread, it was beyond a, a, a food, which was beyond being defined by a certain flavor, like our physical food. Since it was a heavenly bread, it was a miraculous bread. Therefore, it could t- turn into any flavor you wanted. It was something miraculous. So it was because of its abstractness, because of it not being defined by physical property, physical parameters, which for us, any physical food has its own unique flavors. Because of its abstractness, because of it it being a heavenly bread, therefore it could transform it to have different flavors. Not that it was made up of different flavors. It was beyond flavor, and therefore it could have every flavor. Essentially, this is the same idea. When we say... Hashem has an infinite amount of wisdom. And every idea which is Hashem, we say Hachmas Hashem, Hashem is is Chachma, Hashem is wisdom, by definition it means it's an infinite wisdom. When Hashem gave the Torah to Myshah, he gave all of the rules of interpretation, but every rule, every every Pasuk could have multiple layers of interpretation. They can all be true because Hashem's wisdom is infinite. Because we're talking about a, a, a wisdom which which objectively is infinite every level of interpretation, every level of, of, of reason which comes out of it will still be true. Just like when we say about the Mabal, the same way that it, it, uh, it should motivate to destroy all of humankind, the same reason also motivates to never destroy humankind. One abstract reason could, could have two outcomes at the same time, and one truth is not a contradiction to the other truth. So when we redefine what it means to learn the Chachma of Hashem, the wisdom of Hashem, We're talking about an infinite wisdom and Hashem gave that, He transmitted that by Matan Torah, He gave it wisdom to tap into, we can really come to a new appreciation when we speak about the Chachamim's arguments, the Sages' arguments in the Talmud. Not on a simple level, we could say that there was one text and to interpret it, you know, you have to go with different angles, different ideas of, of, of rationale, different approaches. Now, if you go from that angle, the one guy got it wrong, one guy got it right. And whoever got it right, the halacha is like him because he got it right. When you speak about Hashem's wisdom, which is objectively infinite, I can say that the halacha will be like one of them for the rules of how halacha is practiced. When we say akhir abul mahatay, you go after the majority. But that doesn't have anything to do that has no bearing on the truth of the conflicting opinion. Because the abstract idea that was transmitted in Torah can be translated both ways. So, when you say about Be'eshama Hill, the Gemara says, ve-elu, They're both words of Hashem. They're both true. They can be both true. And that's not conflicting with the idea that uh, the halacha will be like one of them. So, just uh, look at the one last source, which um, there's a Medrash and there's a Gemara from Yerushama, which really highlights this idea. Page 4. Oh, so, what? So, what? Pish Rashi? That's M'setik service. It's on Divilakim Chaim. So Rashi speaking from a halachic perspective, right? This is not a, obviously, an explanation which is found in regular in, in Gemara. But from a halachic perspective, you could say that you can be right in certain scenarios. You can be right in certain scenarios, but the halach will be like one in those scenarios. Rashi is, for, in, in, according to this explanation, of what it means, Eilu, Elu Divilakim Chaim, it's irrelevant which scenarios you're true. You can be objectively true in all scenarios, and still the halach won't be like you, and that has no bearing on your truth. um we see over here in the madrash that rabbiyani says about how tayr was given from Hashem. it says that <coughs> that, that uh says um rabbiyani ladin div tayr khatujin el kall dabar dabar from el maisha how he memtest ponim tayr memtest ponim rabbiyani says all words were trans- transmitted to maisha they weren't concise rather each thing Hashem would give him with 49 reasons to say that it was Tameh and 49 reasons to say it's tahar. Now we see in the Rishalmi, Hashem, Moshe Rabbeinu said to Hashem, you give me 49 reasons in each direction, how am I going to decide? She so says, okay, I'll give you a rule. You have rules how to institute Halacha. Now when Hashem gave him 49 reasons to say Tameh, 49 reasons to say tahar, it's not that one side of the 49 reasons to say Tameh will be incorrect in the face of going after the majority halacha will be like them. No, Hashem gave Meisha the ability, the opportunity to learn Torah, 49 ways, the rationale, 49 reasons to say that this, will, this object will be Tameh, and 49 reasons, counter reasons, counter arguments to say that they will Tameh, and that will be the experience of learning the truth of Hashem's wisdom, learning Hashem's Torah. The halacha, the halacha has its own rules, and that Hashem also gave to Meisha, you have to go after the majority or you have to use the thirteen midrashim, or whatever rules are need to be incorporated to actually pass in the halacha. But that has no bearing on the truth of what we're talking about. And therefore, when we look at a gemara, when we look at the Machlaikas, we learn the opinion of Bishamai, despite the fact that halacha is not like Bishamai. We're still learning the truth and the wisdom of Hashem. Um. So this idea really gives us a new a new uh, perspective on the words of Acham. If you look back in the gemara and the story of the Achnai, that the the, the the Tanner Shalach Noi, Rabbi Lezer, goes again, Rebbe Lezer tries to invoke a baskal a heavenly voice, and the Chacham argue with him, you say, if the truth is like Rebbe Lezer, and a heavenly voice comes out and says, the truth is like Rebbe Lezer, why are you arguing with Rebbe Lezer? So you'll have a question, only if you view the way Torah is transmitted as one specific text, one guy got it wrong, and one guy got it right. But if you say that Hashem gave us the whole Torah with multiple levels of interpretation and they're all being true, so now if a comes out and says he is right, he got it right, okay, he got it right, he, and it's true, he did get it right. What is the halacha? We have our rules to what the halacha will be, and there was not a problem to say that we can argue with a basical. Even if the Paschal says that he, what he's saying is true, because him saying is true has no bearing on what halakha will be. And if in our rationale we understand, according to the way we learn the halakha, our rules of applying the halakha, our opinion has to be right, so then we have to pass on halakha like us, even though a heavenly voice is saying that he's right. His truth has no bearing on my truth, has no bearing on the rules of making the halakha. And they could both be true. So this kind of gives us a new, a new a, a appreciation when you speak about um, all the arguments of the Chachamim that essentially they're all arguing and they're all interpreting with the rules of Torah, different levels of interpretation of the Psukim, but at the same time they're all teaching, they're all um, tapping into an a, a element of truth, each one according to them. And that's why it says also, when times of Mashiach will come, Halacha will be like B'Shamayim. How does it work? Because when we, when we come to the days of Mashiach where the world will be... A different type of, we'll be living on a different level of reality, and then we can handle a different level of truth, and then the halacha, we'll see how the, our, our rationale will change, and we'll be able to appreciate the truth that Bishamah acknowledged, that the Bishamah appreciated. we are able to see, oh, now I see where Bishamah is coming from. Now, the way we are, in this time before Mashiach comes, we can only see how the, how the opinion of Bishilu fits within the halachas. The rules of a, of a, of a halachic application. Once Mashiach comes, we'll have a different appreciation. Our rationale will, 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 will change a little bit more, enhanced. We'll be able to come to appreciate a truth that might really appreciated all along. All right, Chakaiach, thank you. Yeah, thank you.